Hello, Richard. Hello, Evgeny. How are you today? I am fine, thank you. And Good. I would like to talk today about English grammar. <laughs> ah, excellent. In particular, about conditionals. Ah. At my first questions, what do we or do you mean by conditional sentences? Okay, well, sometimes we call them if clauses. Uh, by and large, they we have a sentence or an expression which has two parts, and one part contains an if, and the other part um, contains you know the other part of the sentence. And we can think of uh, conditional sentences, I think, in two broad categories, although these categories do have subdivisions. They describe either something that has not yet happened, but which might happen not if happen. certain conditions are fulfilled, uh-huh. but which will not happen if those conditions are not fulfilled. Or they describe something which could have happened in the past, uh-huh. but in fact did not happen because the necessary conditions were not fulfilled. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll give you some examples which will make all that clearer. Uh-huh. Okay. But I have some textbooks about English grammar. And uh, some of these uh, books affirm that there are four types of conditional sentences. But the other consider only three types of them. What do you think about uh, how, how many conditionals there are in, <laughs> in English? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, interestingly, I have seen in, an, in a number of sources that I've looked at on English grammar, I've seen almost every number from three to eight. Oh, yeah, um, even eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, how do I think of this? Well, I've already identified what I think are the two main categories, and I would further divide those two categories in my own mind into five types of conditional. Now, this may be controversial, but because people who study grammar and experts in grammar do differ on this, but I, I think of five, and I'll explain how uh-huh. uh okay. yeah okay so um, oh, maybe maybe then uh, you can uh, uh tell about each type of conditional sentences yeah okay so the, the way i think of this then are the zero conditional the first second and third conditional which i think everyone agrees on and then the mixed conditional and I, if i give you examples of each of those i, I hope it will become clearer yeah. Now, some specialists in grammar don't include the zero conditional because uh, this is a, an expression which is used when a result will always happen. The, the format is if plus a present tense in one half of the sentence and then a present tense in the other. So here's an example. If you put your hand into the fire, your hand burns. <laughs> Now, I think it's some spe- experience. Yeah. <laughs> some, well, of course, you shouldn't do this, but it's quite an interesting example of the zero conditional because it will always happen that if you put your hand into the fire, your hand will burn. And, and that, I think, is why some experts in grammar don't include this as a conditional, because usually, as we'll see when we go through the others, usually um, one part of the sentence depends on the other in a conditional whereas in this one there's only one condition you have to put your hand in the fire once you've done that the result is inevitable Uh Uh, but if we move on to the first conditional and i'll try and show you how that slightly differs from the zero conditional so the first conditional the structure here is one half of the sentence has if plus a present tense and the other half has a future tense Uh 
if it rains, I will stay at home and read a book. Yeah. Right, that's a first conditional. Now, what's the difference between, between that and the zero conditional? So the zero conditional was, if you put your hand in the fire, it burns. Yeah. This is a general truth. Every yeah. time a person puts his or her hand in the fire, it burns. The first conditional deals with things that are not inevitable, but which might easily happen at some point in the future. And indeed, the speaker thinks that they might happen. So in my example, if it rains, I will stay at home and read a book. Why did I mention staying at home and reading if it rains? It's because I think there is a good chance of rain. <laughs> so, uh, and indeed, living in England, there is always a good chance of rain. So that's a first conditional. And if we move on to the second, and I can compare that then with the first, and you'll see how we're gradually building up uh, our, our layers of conditional. So the second conditional, the structure here is if plus a past tense in one half, and then a would plus an infinitive in the other half. And I'll give you an example, but first to explain that there are two uses of the second conditional. First we can use the second conditional to talk about things in the future that are probably not going to happen. So here's an example. If I became prime minister, I would reform the education system. Yeah. That's a second conditional. It's not very likely. Yeah, I, am, yeah. I am not going to become prime minister. <laughs> so how would that differ from the first conditional? Because they both deal with something that might happen in the future. So how do they differ from each other? Well, as I said, the first conditional deals with things that are not inevitable, which might easily happen. Yeah. And the second conditional expresses something that the speaker does not think is likely. Uh -huh. So let's compare uh, a first conditional said by a UK party political leader during an, a, a general election campaign. He might say, if I become prime minister, I will reform the education uh -huh. system. Okay. Yeah. Now, this could well happen. He is a political leader. He might become prime minister. Second conditional said by me, if I became <laughs> prime minister, I would reform the education system. That's not likely to happen. And I'm giving away how unlikely it is by the form of the conditional that I use. I use a second conditional. Okay. Now, I said there were two uses of the second conditional. We can also use the, the second conditional to talk about something in the present, which is impossible. Uh -huh. So if I knew her name, I would try to find her. Uh -huh. The implication is I don't know her name yeah, yeah. and I can't find her. Okay, so that's a slight difference there um, between those two types, but they're both second conditionals. Uh -huh. On to the third. Now it's becoming slightly more complicated because the third conditional talks about the past. Uh -huh. The format is if plus a past perfect in one part of the sentence and would have plus a past participle in the other, in the other part of the sentence. And the third conditional is used to describe what would have happened if something in the past had been different. If I had got out of bed on time, I would not have missed my train. Okay, so that's all in the past. And it's all too late to change it. But I'm explaining what might have happened if things had been different. And I, w I want to go on so to this thing that I called the mixed conditional, which is a variation on the third conditional. And it describes how my present state would be different if something in the past had been different. Uh -huh. So here's an example. 
if I had not been quite so rude to my boss, yeah. I I would not now be unemployed. <laughs> now, that's similar to the third conditional, but it's not identical. A third conditional variant on that sentence might be, if I had not been quite so rude to my boss, I would not have been sacked. Now, that's different because all I'm saying there is that I was sacked, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying anything about my present state. I might have been sacked and then found another job, and therefore I am not unemployed. Whereas in the mixed conditional, I'm saying that my present state is that I'm unemployed. Ah. So there is a small difference between those two. So there are my five, Evgeny. Okay, but uh, <laughs> but I, I I forgot to I forgot to ask you uh -huh. uh, about the sentences with wish. I wish I were rich. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, uh, or such, uh, such contractions are also uh, conditionals, or it's a, uh, it's a bit different. Well, I, hmm, that's an interesting question. I suppose they're implied conditionals, aren't they? If I say I wish I were rich, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not really saying that I would. I'm, I'm just simply saying I wish I had money. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going on to explain. Like it's not quite the same as if I were rich, I would buy a huge house or five cars. I don't tell you what I would do, but at the same time, I am saying I am describing something which hasn't, which is not in fact the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a wish clause is a little bit different from a conditional, though I see why you think it. It might be similar. Um, in the sense that it's talking about something either in the past, I wish I had uh, applied for that job, I'm sorry I didn't because, you know, that's in the past. Or you could say, as you did, you know, we could talk about something in the present, I wish I were now rich because my life would be more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're not conditionals because there is nothing there which says, if I were rich, I would behave in a certain way. And that the, the key to a conditional is that there is a condition which, if fulfilled, would cause a certain type of behavior. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's the point, I think. Good. And uh, my uh, last uh, question. What is the most difficult aspects of conditionals in your opinion? In my opinion? <laughs> well, I've been lucky enough to grow up as, a, as an English speaker, so I didn't notice that they were difficult uh, until my friends who are learning English Uh, started asking and, and expressing their difficulties with it. Now, I have observed that my friends find the later conditionals the hardest. So the past, you know, the third conditional or the mixed conditional, the ones that have a, you know, that where you use if I were or if I had. Uh, and I think because, you know, especially my Russian friends, I think Russian is really much more straightforward, isn't it? Uh, and, and they do find that it's a bit overcomplicated. So it's the later conditionals that I think cause the most problem. I have one friend who, who talks about conditionals quite frequently. And each time it's like, what would you like to talk about today? And it's, well, the conditional, Richard. <laughs> you know, it's, a worrying, it's a worrying time for the, for the English language learner. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very right. much. It, it was very, very interesting and very useful. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. It's a pleasure.